Becky. Look at her butt. Hi, and welcome to the Stop Chasing Skinny Radio Program, where every single Tuesday we bring a new guest on to talk about everything that is put into making your fit life. So um, tonight I wanted to invite Megan. Megan has been a client, oh gosh, we've been together for years now. Um, I launched uh, the SK Fit Life Challenge back in January of 2012, and Megan's been with us since pretty much the beginning. So um, I love seeing her pictures posted with her family, and she just has a really great background story. So I decided to invite her on as a guest. So Megan, welcome, and could you share just a little more about your background? Sure, thanks for having me. Um, as far as my family... Um, my husband, John, and I have been married for 11 years now, and we have two daughters. They're six and nine. Um, I'm a speech therapist, and I started my own business back in 2006 when my youngest daughter, or my oldest daughter, was one. Um, and I just worked independently then, and then I started my own early intervention therapy business, so now I have employees under me as well. So... I'm working from home, which has had its own <laughs> set of <laughs> yes, trickiness it does. <laughs> to it, um, and um, have busy family. We're always doing something, um, and but I've always loved to work out. So that is not my area of great need. Nutrition is my crutch, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you always have some really great workout pictures. <laughs> So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about your experience with the SK Fit Life Challenge, what you expected when you signed up, um, and then the changes that you made and some of the things that you walked away with. Sure. Um, I signed up when I saw my friend Iris had posted her before and after pictures. Um, and I remember looking at them on Facebook and saying to my mom, did you see Iris's pictures? You know, she's a real person. <laughs> she's not one of those people from a magazine that is photoshopped. You know, Iris, that's Iris. And so I called her and asked, you know, what, what did you do? So she told me about the challenge. I think I called her the day before it started. So, yeah, you were last and minute. that was back when you were starting on, you know, certain scheduled. So I was like, oh my gosh, all right, I'm going to do it talked it over with John, because I think I was just at a place where I was really spinning my wheels as far as weight. Yeah, because um, you, you know, like never you said, you're an exerciser. Been, like, you, you had I'm no sorry, problem what? with the exercising. You were physically active, like, most of your life, right? Yes. Yes. You know, I've always played sports growing up, um, and then when I went to college, I continued to play sports, um, just intramurals, as well as go to the gym, and then had been going to the gym ever since, um, I probably spent, before doing the challenge, um, at least eight hours a week doing cardio mainly. I would take a body pump class um, every now and then, but it was mostly cardio. And I would have little injuries here and there, nothing that big at that point. Um, but I just thought that was what you had to do, and I kind of justified my eating by, well, you know, I worked out for two hours today, <laughs> so, um, but now I see that was just a huge waste of my time. <laughs> I have so much more time now. <laughs> I love hearing that. 
That's awesome. So, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, tell- good with, you know, having the kids and working from home. I, I could not afford to have two hours of my day spent working out anymore. Right, right. So now you jumped in. I love this story, by the way. Um, you jumped in <laughs> um, just right before. So now um, for listeners, we do start. You can start at any time. Um, there's not a specific day that we start. So if you want to start, you can. Um, but back whenever we first started, we started on a specific day about once every three months and so so yeah Megan if you wouldn't have started then you're gonna have to wait a whole three months so you sign up pretty much the night before and then what happens Uh, I signed up the night before and printed off some of the stuff that was available before it started well I guess the workouts were available because it was the day before I printed them off and it was like 1130 at night and my husband is sleeping and I'm looking at this stuff in bed like then I like start freaking out. I wasted all of our money. I'm never gonna be able to do this, and I can't eat like this. And you know, I don't even like some of these foods. And I'm, you know, the workout stuff I sort of understood, but he was like, you know, get a grip. <laughs> he was very supportive. Um, you know, get a grip. Just take it one day at a time. And I texted Iris that night. She was probably wanting to turn her phone off, um, but got it together and did the first workout. Um, the, the next day. And, you know, in the beginning, I would say the first week, I did have questions going through. Um, but the Facebook group, which was something I did not think I was going to rely heavily on or be interested in, um, was great. It was great to be able to ask questions, you know, about different exercises. Um, if, you know, I didn't know whether it was each side or alternating, that, you know, how to count. Um, because there were people on the Facebook group who had done the challenge before or, you know, or had asked questions too and gotten answers back. So that was very helpful. Um, just did the workouts. And the first, I think the first day was under 40 minutes. Did you feel like you kind of wasted and your time? I remember you thinking, like, I don't know about this. But... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what? I, it used to take a lot longer. <laughs> yes, it used to take longer, and I didn't know if that. I, thought, I don't know, but I thought, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna trust this because I had been spinning my wheels with Weight Watchers, and then um, just taught, like beating myself up over stuff I was eating, and I wasn't hugely overweight. I had, you know, 10 or 15 pounds that I wanted to lose, but those always seem to be the tough ones when you're close to the end because then you can make excuses for yourself. Well, I'm almost there, so I'm going to, you know, make a choice that wouldn't get me close to my goal. (laughs) Um, So I, I did it in the food. The food was the biggest challenge for me, but I think once I really, I don't, you know, got into it and was asking other people what they were eating, I was realizing it was not that hard at all. You know, you're just eating, it's just eating food is what what it is. Actual food food that we were intended to eat. So, you know, fruits, vegetables, meats, you know, and, um, you know, grains in moderation, although I've kind of cut back on those um, more, I still, you know, will eat oatmeal and quinoa and that sort of thing. Um, but my main problem was the sugar. Um, and I would say to this day, like that, if I had to say, what's my biggest challenge? It's the sugar. Um, I totally believe those studies where they say that, you know, the same parts of your brain light up when you eat sugar that like when you're doing a very addictive drug, because I just, as soon as it touches my tongue, I need more. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not one of those people who can have just one. I will have the whole pack. Yeah, I'm a finisher too. I like to finish stuff. <laughs> yes, commit. I you really commit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, with um, so so you started the challenge. You were doing just the forty minutes. You were really stick, and I love that because some people are really hesitant to give up their old habits, and they're afraid that they're going to backslide if they decrease the number of hours that they train per week. But you really did just take it on. You committed to the whole program, and you stuck with that training. So, what did you start to see? Like, how long did it take you to start to notice things? What was kind of the pro- the progression on that? Um, I would say in about four weeks because I did take the pictures week one, four, eight, and 12. So my four-week pictures look a little different, but at four weeks, things were fitting differently. And also at four weeks is when I stopped weighing myself. Like I used to weigh myself every Wednesday or Tuesday because I thought strategically those were good days because <laughs> Thursday, oh, Friday, you know, Thursday, Friday, you start to fall off a little and Saturday, Sunday, you just eat whatever you want. So I kind of felt like I had recovered by Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my crazy logic on weighing oh, no. myself that day. The listeners listening <laughs> so are like, uh, yeah, me too. I, I know I have my hand up. <laughs> Yep, yep. I know. I don't know. You know, and I remember, too, that was, I think, a carryover from Weight Watchers when they're like, you know, think about what day you want to come to the meeting based on what you're eating. And so I think that was just a carryover from that. But I stopped weighing myself. I was like, I'm not I'm not going to do it. I'm just like I said, I'm going all in. I will will not. Um, And um, but week eight, you know, I definitely noticed and other people were starting to notice, too. I think you know, things were fitting better, Um, you know, and I wasn't doing tons of cardio. In fact, so I started the challenge, I think, in August. And then in November, Laura, LLO, (laughs) was doing the, um, who's another member of the group, was doing day 40 or something of her hot yoga challenge. She challenged everyone to go to yoga. Um, and I thought, oh, okay, I'll go to yoga. I really hate yoga, but I will go <laughs> for her. For this person I don't even know except through this Facebook group. So I went to yoga, and I was like, oh, I love it. It was the hot yoga. It wasn't Bikram, but it was just hot. Um, and I really was like, hmm, can I make that my cardio? So that is a huge shift for me to go from taking you know, kickboxing and step classes to making my 40 minutes of steady-state cardio yoga (laughs) but so I would say from November beginning of November on that was my only cardio for a year or so every now and then I would run but it wasn't something I would plan to do if it was a nice day I would go um but it uh it definitely the workouts worked even though it was shorter amounts of time and I actually just pulled up my before and after pictures the other day when I was getting ready and like looking over my stuff and I thought, Oh my gosh, that was an incredible change in 12 weeks. Yeah. So I, we're going to put those pictures in the show notes. You, it was, yeah, such an <laughs> impressive change. And like you said, you, it's not like you had a significant amount of weight. You really just tightened everything up. And when you're working out two hours a day and you're watching what you eat, maybe you weren't eating exactly right, but you're watching it. You kind of feel like, Um, you know, I, I really, I want to look as fit as I feel and I want to, you know, I I want these, all of this hard work to show up on the outside as much as it's showing up on the inside. Right. Right. And I think 
to, one thing I've always had in my head was like, I mean, I've always worn a bikini, even when like other people would think that was crazy because I don't feel comfortable in a one piece or a tankini. Yeah. I feel more comfortable in the bikinis, even when, Good you know, you. like I said, you'd be looking at someone going, they should not be wearing that. I'm like, this is a body that I earned. I yeah. earned it by fueling my body with, with whatever. And if I had been eating a roll of cookie dough, well, I need to own that. <laughs> so awesome. I'm wearing this bathing suit. So I think like this was nice because like you said, I did then look on the outside the way I felt through doing, through working out. Cause I felt like, Oh, I'm strong. And you know, when, and nothing, I would never really be, I would always tell people, Oh yeah, well, this is what I weigh. Cause I, even though I did weigh myself weekly, I did kind of think, well, I weigh that because one thing that was nice is hearing people say, well, you don't look like you weigh that right? I know. <laughs> because I guess, you know, I do have some muscle. So well, now I definitely have muscle, but back then I had some muscle yeah. <laughs> and, um, when I just look at the numbers from when I started your program, and then I think, so I started in August 2012, yep. and then June 2013, I went in, my husband works at um, the Army uh, base, and I went and got the whole body fat testing, yes. and I had that done in July before I started just at the gym I had belonged to, and I, over that time, I had only lost 7.2 pounds, I think, mm -hmm. and my body fat had changed from 43.5 pounds to 27 pounds. That's incredible. So just from making better food choices and changing how I worked out. That is incredible. I love this. I just, so listeners, like you, if you know, you're getting the picture here, Megan worked out less time, so she had more time with her family and her business. She saw better results and, um, you know, just the way that you were talking about food too, it's just better choices. It doesn't sound like you felt deprived. No, I really, um, I don't remember like during the challenge ever thinking, oh, well, I wish that I was eating that. One thing I did with the challenge that, you know, you encouraged us to do was to have two cheat meals a week. Yeah. And I wasn't sure about that at first, <laughs> just like everything, <laughs> but I said, okay. <laughs> and I did. And I faithfully would, you know, Sunday night, I'd print out my hit and I would look at my calendar for the week and say, okay, well, this day is somebody's birthday and this day I'm going out to dinner. So those will be my two cheat meals. And I didn't have to feel bad. Like, oh, why did I eat that? Because I knew I was going to be eating that. And I didn't feel like I was missing out on, you know, three chocolate chip cookies because I knew I was going to have birthday cake later that week. So I think in my head, knowing that, well, I'm never, I, I think before I'd be like, well, I'm never going to eat all this again, so I better eat it now. Yes. <laughs> I didn't have to have that mentality anymore. It's super common. By planning cheat meals. Yeah. Oh, I love that you brought that point up. I love that because, you know, if you, if you're too strict on it, then you do go off the rails. And I love that you brought up the point, um, cause I kind of forgot about this to tell you the truth. I love that you brought up the point that when it's planned, it doesn't feel like, cause you, you're able to trust yourself. It's not something random that you can't trust yourself. Now you planned on having that. And when you plan it, you can enjoy it instead of feeling guilty about it. Right. That, that was so helpful. And another thing, little food tip I carried around that I think you shared in one of the Facebook chats mm -hmm. was people had asked about cheese and wine. Um, 
which were some of my favorite things. <laughs> and you just said, if you're going to have cheese, make it a cheese with a lot of flavor so you don't need as much. Yep. So I was like, okay, I will. So I would have like blue cheese, a tablespoon of blue cheese or a tablespoon of feta instead of having, you know, a half a cup of provolone or a quarter cup of cheddar. I was like, well, that's all. You don't need much feta to taste it. Yeah. But you still get that little bit. And with the wine, I remember it was the guidance I remember was if you're going to drink, make it something you love <laughs> because yes. the it, alcohol messes up your metabolism for like 24 plus hours. So I stopped drinking at home. My husband and I were big into going to wineries and tasting wines and that sort of thing. So I was like, well, I'm not going to. I'll have it when I really want it. So it was either on a cheat day, I would say I'm going to have two glasses of wine, but I wouldn't ever go to somebody's house. And then if they had wine just sitting there and it wasn't my favorite wine, then I didn't feel like I had to drink that because I was like, no, my, I'm going to hold out for I the wine that. I really like. That's so. great. Oh my gosh. Such valuable <laughs> tips here that I have kind of forgotten because it's been a few years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I we share this. Three years. Crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, so we're going to take just a really quick break. I want to come back and continue with these, please. <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay. since I start pretty much since I started back in 2012 and I love this we're gonna just continue on with um, a few more of these tips and then we can move over to um, to the next topic but um, but she's bringing up a lot of things that I, I kind of forget to talk about on the podcast um, it's all in the the content that you get whenever you sign up for the 12-week challenge um, so once you sign up for the 12 week challenge, then you end up getting access to all of the great resources that have been provided over the years. And so I had enough quote unquote foresight to understand that, um, the information that was being shared over the months and then the years would be very valuable for people who were coming in later. And so what I did was I had, um, I had email news or had newsletters created from the content that we were sharing. So what she was talking about in that private Facebook group, we were collecting all of those questions and all of my answers and all these little tidbits. And this is a great reminder. I'm going to go back and pull out some of this stuff and, and just, Re recycle it because it's really valuable, good information. Um, I love that she's going over this stuff because you get it. You get a really good feel for um, a, the actionable information I give you in the challenge. Um, and so, hopefully, you're listening to this and you'll start implementing it into your life too. Because there's a lot of freedom that comes with not having to spend all of this time and energy worrying about and thinking about your food and your exercise. So Megan, what were some of the other things that, um, that you changed that you've carried over the years? Um, so I definitely changed my workout. As I said, I still, um, do the three to four weight workouts a week and 
uh, one to two hits, and, you know, the cardio is always the last one I put in, which is hilarious <laughs> when I think about it now. If you would have told me three years ago, I would have thought you were crazy. Um, <laughs> and I also, um, you know, have changed my eating in that, you know, I know what the better choices are. Before I would have thought, oh, I'm going to have, you know, a fiber one bar and a um, low-fat cheese and, you know, all these things that were probably just making me more hungry. Yeah. So um, I still don't really weigh myself. Awesome. Um, I can definitely tell <laughs> when I am gaining weight from my clothes. Yeah. Um, but I don't – when I'm feeling good and on point, I don't think about food as much, which is funny. Awesome. <laughs> because So when I'm do, not doing well, if I'm having a, a couple-week period where there's a lot going on or – um, I don't get to plan my meals. I think about food all the time and what I'm doing wrong. But all I need is one or two good solid days of being on point and remembering like just how much more energy I have and you know how it's a different kind of full, I think, Ooh, <laughs> that I you feel that. when you're full of really like good for you food as opposed to a lot of processed stuff. You know, I would eat the processed food until I was like, oh, I feel so sick. I want, you know, yes. like I slept some sort of buffet. But now I can eat, you know, and it's a different kind of satisfaction that I get from food. And if, I think, too, the way I look at food has changed. Instead of looking at it as like something that's going, oh, this is going to make me gain weight or this is going to, you know, make me sick. I just think, I look at it and think, is that a good fuel for my body. Yes. You know, is that something I, you know, I just always think of myself as like a car. <laughs> Would I want to put this high quality gasoline in or just the sludgy stuff that was sitting in my garage all year when my lawnmower <laughs> wasn't being used? And so I just try to, you know, really, if I, I find that's how I do best, what, what will this food do for me? And that way it's like the foods I eat are more rewarding because I'm thinking about them in a positive way instead of, oh, this food's terrible for me, but I'm still eating it. I'll be like, oh, this is, I feel great when I eat this. That's awesome. I love that you put that positive spin on it and that you are working towards the positive and building a strong body. And um, I love that you've you've owned it. I mean, like you've just, you've always owned it. That's awesome. Um, you know, there's there's a lot in, there's a lot of freedom in that too. Um, a lot of times, you know, we, we are trying to chase skinny or, you know, run off the bad food that we ate or whatever. Um, and that's, that's a really big, that's a big difference too. Um, so let's go ahead and I want to, I want to change, um, just a little bit to your family dynamic. So, um, for anybody who follows me on social media, you may have seen, I visited, um, I did this, this really great, uh, road trip with my dog, um, last summer and Megan was so kind to let me and my dog stay with her and her family. And, you know, during the during the challenge and just in the private Facebook group for the monthly membership, um, Megan posts a lot of pictures of her working out with her little girls. And um, so it's just absolutely adorable. And then um, she was talking about how her husband had made a lifestyle change too. So anyway, I got to stay with Megan and her family. And the little girls were so adorable. They, uh, they were cheering us on as we worked out because we worked out in Megan's home gym. Um, they were <laughs> counting our reps. They wanted to do it with us. It was really awesome. So 
I thought it would be really great if you could share some of the different things that um, that you do with your family, how you've incorporated this stuff, how you've created a really healthy family without being obsessed with um, with you know too much of the surface stuff. Um, sure. So my husband John would. Um, definitely say that he led an unhealthy lifestyle before. Um, he had worked as a consultant, so he was given a per diem food allowance and would not go grocery shopping with it or anything. Um, this was before we got together. He would just eat out. And um, so he, and he would get fast food all the time. Mm. Um, so I don't know if it was before we were engaged or... I, hmm, it was before our wedding, so it's probably in between. Yeah. And I am very much a go, go, go person. I cannot sit still. I, I'm not a big TV watcher. Um, I'm always, if I am watching TV, I'm doing something else while I'm doing it. But John is, you know, more able to relax. <laughs> and um, it would probably be great if we could have each other's qualities for a day. And just like, <laughs> you oh, balance this is each how other. You relax. <laughs> um, and, you know, so he was down watching TV and it was a beautiful Saturday. I think it was like in April. So it was just one of those days that it finally got nice in Pennsylvania. And, um, so I was like, oh, my gosh, get up off the couch. We're going for a run. And he was like, what? <laughs> so he put on – he didn't have sneakers. I, I, just saying this, this is hysterical, not knowing him now. So I'll fill everyone in on that later. John did not have sneakers. And he just had Timberland boots, hiking <laughs> boots. And so we go for a run, and we go to do two miles, and it took us 38 minutes. And I think at the end of that, he was like, that is ridiculous. Like I, because he was an athlete in high school too. Um, you know, he's always like a bigger guy, but you know, he was always in sports. Um, so I think the, like a little switch went off in him and he was like, enough. So he started taking salads for lunch and he stopped eating fast food. Um, and really made a big change and lost a lot of weight. He probably lost 45 to 50 pounds before our wedding. Um, and then, you know, continued, was able to keep it off. Um, so I'm really proud of him for that because I just think like, what would he be like now? Not weight wise, but just health wise would be concerning to me. Um, so, um, then he is, you know, he, like when I started um, your program, he was very supportive and you should do it. And um, he kind of watched a little bit what I was doing, and but he was already making a lot of changes. And then he um, continued, he probably went farther than me and as far as turning his eating um, to a whole different area. And he became vegetarian for a while, yep. which was funny because he said he used to think dinner was steak with a side of steak. <laughs> so <laughs> when he, he's like, why would I want to waste room in my stomach with potatoes and vegetables? So oh then he was veg- vegetarian for like 10 months. Um, he's back on meat now. I would say those 10 months when he was vegetarian was a little challenging for me um, because although I wouldn't say I was paleo, I, if, if I had to label how I was eating, it would probably be close to paleo. I would just probably call it clean eating, but I do try to incorporate protein, um, at every meal. 
So that was a challenge when we weren't on the same page <laughs> as far yes. as eating. But now we're both eating the same things again. Um, the kids, too, um, when they were little, were brought up on your standard child diet of box macaroni and cheese and chicken nuggets, um, that sort of thing. Peanut butter jelly. I, what? <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> Yep, yep. Yep. Although, you know, I've got one that doesn't like jelly and one that doesn't like peanut butter. (laughs) So peanut butter or jelly. Um, (laughs) But I've never been a fast food person. So um, I don't feed my kids fast food, but I don't, you know, outrule it. I know they're kids. And obviously, if they're someone with their friends and they are eating fast food, you know, that's my journey. (laughs) And, you know, they can have fast food. So, um, I just don't get it for them. So they now eat, um, well, they've always been good breakfast eaters, but they'll eat eggs for breakfast. If we make pancakes, um, I make them from a recipe I have from our local farmer's market, um, that uses coconut oil and Greek yogurt, um, with no added sugar, well, honey, um, but they love those pancakes. Um, I let them cook a little with me, too, when they're around because they like, I think when they see what goes into food, they're not as scared of it. Um, But yeah, at breakfast, they're great breakfast eaters at lunch. um, I do a lot. I get a lot of ideas for them for their lunches from the 100 Days of Real Food website. Um, So they, you know, will take vegetables and fruits in their lunch. And I think Madigan's up to eating like five vegetables. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> um, and dinner is always more of a struggle because Madigan, my oldest, does not like meat. And, you know, we say that's okay as well as long as you eat some sort of protein. Um, so, but, you know, kids are going to be kids. And yeah. I think I, you know, I applaud those parents whose kids will eat everything. And, those are not my kids, but they try. And for dinner, our rule is, you know, you can eat what's on your plate or you can decide you don't want to eat because they've eaten plenty through the day. It's not like I'm starving them and they, you know, they come home from school and have snack. And, um, but then if they decide they're hungry later, their dinner is there. So they've started to try new foods because of that. So, Madigan likes a lot of fish, and Brinley's more of, you know, your land meat kind of people. <laughs> but yes. um, they've made changes, too, and they know, well, I just heard my youngest say the other day when she came home, well, I'm still hungry because I had this treat at Dairy Queen, and sugar doesn't make you feel full. <laughs> wow, so that's incredible it's, that it's, she makes a- that connection. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to balance because I don't want to give my kids an eating disorder right. by any means. So right. I don't talk about, oh, this is going to make you fat or do you really want to eat six pieces of pizza? Um, right. You know, if, they're, if they have two pieces of pizza and they ask for another, instead of saying, that's not a good idea, I'll say, well, why don't you have some fruit first? And then if you're hungry, you can still have some more. Um, so just trying to show them a better choice. Yeah rather than going back for more of something that, you know, is, is okay, but you, in moderation. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's not really, it's not really fueling their little bodies for growth. So if you can just present another, another option in there, then they'll probably take that other option anyway. 
Yeah, yeah, they they'll they'll eat it. I mean, sometimes there's grumbling, and but you know, it's hard. Like I said, it's a hard balance because I want them to be healthy, and I want to teach them, you know, that food is their friend. Um, so I feel like the best way to do that is to show them the healthy choices. And sometimes I just let them go all at it, you know. On what is it? Halloween when they come home with their candy, They're like what can I eat? I'm like you can eat it all, <laughs> and then they just eat it, and then they're like, I feel so sick. You're like remember. So that. I think that's a really good strategy. <laughs> I think that's great. I mean, you know, even like from a, an adult perspective, like I've done that enough times that I'm like, oh yeah, I learned my lesson. I'm not doing that again. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. If you're always just restricting them, then they're gonna want it more. But if you give them the the option to feel awful, well, they might take it, but then they'll they'll learn the lesson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely people who can have a little bit of things. I know my aunt has a junk drawer in her house and will eat like one mini Hershey bar a day. And and that is awesome for those people. And it could be that my kids are those people. So I don't want to, you know, if that's how they're going to be, then that's great for them. Yeah. I am not that person. So it's, you know, I have to kind of think, well, what kind of person are they? My youngest, definitely, when she has something like with lots of sugar or even like the artificial coloring, you you can see a total change in her behavior. Really? My older one could probably go steady and eat. She's pretty even keel, but Brindley's little, you can tell. (laughs) So with her, I try to be a little more careful just to maintain everyone's sanity. Right. (laughs) I love that you brought up that point though. A lot of people I see, um, I, you know, sometimes they just think that their kids are just acting out and there really isn't, they haven't made that connection between what the kids eat and their behaviors. And sometimes that's just a little bit of awareness. It's something just to watch out for. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the, um, the artificial coloring too, because a lot of people just associate it with sugar and there are other things that could cause, um, a change in behavior, including the artificial coloring. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely, like I said, with Brindley, you can definitely see it. But does that mean that she never gets it? Like, of course not. Like, I'm not, you know, food Nazi with my kids, and I let them be kids, and, you know, someday they'll have to think about it for themselves. I just don't want them to have to think about it the way I was thinking about it all the time. Um, I just want them to be, like, natural choices. But um, one thing that's nice is that they are both pretty active, Um, because you had asked about them working out with me and how we all work out together. Um, I had the first steady state cardio I did in the challenge um, was right after Brinley's birthday, and we got a bike that attached to the back of my bike, which made a tandem. And, you know, she was just big enough to reach the pedals. And that was my first steady state cardio. We all went for a bike ride as a family. And I was like, okay, I guess, I guess that counts. That was like an hour. <laughs> so, um, and then we try to do stuff like that. Um, when it's a nice day, we'll go over to the track. We just got a new track where we live and, um, you know, walk or run around there and take the basketballs over and play that. Um, we keep, you know, the soccer balls and a mini soccer net in the backyard and just play out there. Um, you know, just, to make it a natural part of our lives, just like moving. And like I said, I don't sit still ever, so that's not a big deal for me. Um, We live in a great town where um, there's no school buses, so everyone walks or rides their bikes to school. Um, In the winter, you know, more people drive, but um, I try to make them walk every day um, that we can because 
I feel like there there is so much TV and technology, and I'm not good about limiting it. You know, yeah. I, you can only do so much. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like we'll keep them outside when it's nice, and we'll walk to school. Um, my youngest loves to work out in my little um, sun porch workout room with me. Um, <laughs> And they both make up little workouts and write them on the dry erase board and they'll write their reps down <laughs> after they do it. And it's so cute because my youngest is in kindergarten, so it's all backwards letters and she just tries to sound it out and I'm like, what is that? It's like jumping jacks, but the J's are L's because they're backwards oh and I'm like, Lum, what is that? Um, but they, they love it. Um, you know, Madigan will get on the treadmill um, you know, but generally I just like to keep them moving kind of organically, how they would be with other kids. But if they yeah. want to join me in a workout, that is fine. So I'll tell them something to do, and um, they really like the BOSU ball. That's awesome. <laughs> just, oh, my gosh. That's so much fun. So let's get back to John then. Um, John has really amazing calves, by the way. Um, oh, yes. He will be pleased um, to hear that. To hear that. Yeah, he's, um, he's, got, some, he's got some nice calves. <laughs> and so how did, I mean, obviously, it's somewhat genetic, but um, what does John do to work those calves out these days? So he went from running in Timberlands at 38 minutes for two miles. Now what does he do? <laughs> yes. Um, he has worked his way through many different kinds of running shoes. He's gotten the Vibram five-finger shoes. He has the minimum shoes, every kind of sneaker you can get. John has tried them over this, I guess, 10-year period. Um, but he started doing 5Ks, and then he said, I think I'm going to do a half marathon. Um, and I said, okay, <laughs> because I had never run a half marathon. But he did it, and um, it was awesome. So such a huge change to go from two miles and 38 minutes to running a half marathon. And then he said, I'm going to do the Marine Corps marathon. I go, okay. <laughs> so then he did that. Um, he did it the year that it was so hot. I think mm-hmm. it was like 84 degrees, and they said they took four times as many people to the hospital. Um, but he pursued and did that. Mm-hmm. Um, then he did that. Um, he started doing, I think he, the first thing he did was like this Labor Day 12-hour 12 12 run. So it was five-mile loops, however many five-mile loops you could do in 12 hours. And then he did the back – is it called Back on My Feet? Yeah, Back on My Feet. Yeah. So he did that, and that is 24 hours. Oh. Um, now, you don't run the whole time. <laughs> so, um, But, you know, you have a tent there, and his brother came out and, you know, had food for him and whatever. Um. And then last year he did another 24-hour. Um, I think the back on your feet is eight-mile loops, and the the one he did last year was one-and-a-half-mile loops, and he liked that a lot more because he could pace when he was going to walk each time and run. So I think he ended up doing, I don't know, close to 70 miles wow. on that one. Um, so it is just really amazing the transition that he's made as far as how he eats. And, I mean, he – exercises a lot and um when but not that it's you know in the way of life you know he does it (laughs) um at at over his lunch break at work and you know sometimes he'll go out for a long run on the weekend if he's training for one of those big runs but he does not run for hours and hours to train for them he does a lot of interval work um and some lifting and he'll he'll just go out for you know four to eight mile runs 
That's which great. is something I yeah. noticed too through doing this training. Um, my 5K times got a lot better, and I don't have to go out for a you know three mile run several times a week if I'm going to do a 5K. I can just go and do it. So whatever it is that I'm doing through your program is preparing me That's to awesome. run. Oh, I love to hear that. I love it. So um, just to take a couple steps back here, that is just, it's incredible. So John went from running in Timberlands because it's the only thing he had for his feet for 36 minutes for two miles to now he is an ultra marathoner. Um, And then, so I want to talk just a little bit about Back on My Feet. Back on My Feet is a nonprofit organization that I was a part of when I lived in Philadelphia. And I, I would have to double check. I'll put the link in the show notes, but I would have to see how many cities Back on My Feet is in these days. But Back on My Feet, the idea of that is that um, what I did as a volunteer was I would meet up with, um, there was a women's homeless shelter that was in um, Center City, Philadelphia. And I would meet, um, we well, as a group, we met three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 a.m. Um, to run. And so the you know, they were set up at, at men's shelters, at women's shelters. Um, and so you would go to the people who needed this help. And a lot of times what you found was that, um, a lot of, especially, especially a lot of the men who were homeless, they were homeless due to, um, due to addiction problems and substance abuse problems. And about half of the women were substance abuse, um, uh, uh, recovery kind of um, spectrum, and the other half were um, usually uh, victims of domestic violence. And so you can see where something physical would be good for them. And so anyway, that's what Back on My Feet is: is a nonprofit organization that gets together with um, people who need the assistance, and then pe- and then the people who are participating they get to earn um, they get to earn cash, and so they can earn. Um, just different things to help them, literally getting back on their feet. And so the back on my feet run, like Megan was saying, it's a 24-hour run that's offered in Philadelphia. So if you're interested in that in any way, shape, or form, it was a really great volunteer opportunity for me uh, when I lived in that city. And it's great if you're a runner just to be a part of the race even, or race or run. I don't, what would you call that, Megan? I guess a run. Yeah, <laughs> I'll call yeah. that a run. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you were racing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As a non-runner myself, but I mean, it blows me away that anyone did that. <laughs> so, yeah. but it's a great program, um, and it's amazing to see the changes that are are made both in the people that you can help out and the people training for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really great. So I love, I just love that. I love that you're, um, that your whole family participates. Um, in some physical activity i love that you have like this great mindset around it to to foster and promote a very healthy view of this um because that's that's just really really important um and so the next step i want to talk about is um actually we're gonna take a really quick break and then we'll be right back don't think about it don't think about what You've heard me talk a lot about learning how to reach your fitness goals and more frequently how to look as fit as you feel while learning to stop chasing skinny. And you've also thought to yourselves, yeah, I do want to reach my fitness goals in a shorter, more concise way to stop wasting my time bouncing back and forth from fitness tip to fitness tip in magazines, wasting hours researching the latest and greatest diet 
only to end up looking and feeling the same way you've been looking and feeling for years. And my guess is that you've been thinking about this for a long time. Am I right? I know the feeling because I've played these games too. For a very long time, in fact. I'm here to tell you this. Stop thinking and sign up for the SK Fit Life Challenge, an online training, nutrition, and coaching program that will lead you through 12 weeks of step-by-step guidance to help you finally reach your goals of looking fabulous and feeling fabulous. You're going to get to free up all the headspace you've been wasting, picking through random diet information being fed to you through the media and simplifying the seemingly complicated world of health. Your chances now. Do you really need more time, more information, more plans for the future? Or do you want to become that fit person today? Because the truth is this. You can be that fit person, or you can be the person that sits around thinking about becoming fitter. It's your choice. Read more magazines, blog posts, and bits and pieces on social media, or take action. Because let's face it, if you're not where you want to be, your current program is not working out for you. I want you to be successful. And why is this? Because you've already got what it takes. You've been doing the work all along. It's just been the wrong work. You have the desire, the discipline, and the potential. Now let's get you on the right track so those efforts you are already putting in can take you in the best direction possible. Join me and the hundreds of other SK Fit Life clients for the 12-week online fitness challenge at skfitlife.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. Chasing Skinny radio program. I got so caught up there that I was just excited to just keep going. <laughs> um, so, so, Megan, let's go ahead and um, we're going to change uh, change topics just a little bit and talk about, you've had some, some health issues with your SI joint. Um, so I would like for you to just share kind of how you got to this this place, what SI joint problems are, um, because I personally... Um, could totally fall into this with n- maybe not stretching as well as I should and with having super strong um, glutes and hamstrings and quads. So, you know, really kind of my hips get left out of the equation from time to time and I have to make a conscious effort um, to incorporate that style of training. So if you're listening to this, you're just like out on your own and you're just lifting, um, you know, just know that when there is a professional who is programming your training that we do take these things into consideration and we understand uh, that you can't just train for aesthetics and you know expect to be able to perform well and and end up with no injuries so Megan what um, what's going on with your SI joint Um, this SI joint has been sort of a reoccurring issue with me Um, started in 2009, I was training for a half marathon, which, you know, as a non-runner, I, I was like, I was into it and I was so excited for this <laughs> one. And um, I was right at my peak week and all of a sudden I just felt this horrible pain in my back. Um, and actually it turned out that two things were happening at that point. Um, I had an MRI and I had bilateral pelvic fractures at the same time and this SI joint um, was popped out. So the SI joint is like at the bottom of your spine, um, but above your, your like tailbone. So if you picture how your tailbone like comes to a point, it's sort of in there. And that joint is not really supposed to move um, at all, <laughs> but mine seems to move a lot. Um, a lot of times it will move um, 
you know, as a result of pregnancy and childbirth. So that was probably all tied in when this started. My youngest was eight months at that point, and I had, um, I was like weaning her, so I was still nursing a little, so that probably made my bones not as strong. Um, And just since all those ligaments were stretched out, my SI joint popped out. Um, so it took a little trial and error since I also had those pelvic fractures to figure out it actually was my SI joint. Um, but I started seeing PT who would manipulate it sort of like a chiropractor and then give me exercises to keep it in place. So that, um, I've probably been in and out of PT for that particular injury four times. And he just said, it's something that I might just have forever. Um, but what will happen is I'll feel confident and that it doesn't hurt and they'll go, you know, eight months and be okay. And then all of a sudden I'll either tweak it funny. Um, it almost feels like, um, Oh gosh, now I'm losing that word. But what's it called when you, people say, Oh, I feel that pain down my back to, to like one side of your spine. Oh, the sciatica. Of the neck. Like sciatica pain. Yes. Sciatic. <laughs> so it, yep. it feels like that. Um, and, um, so the main reason that mine keeps popping out um, is because the ligaments around there are a little more stretchy, but then my hamstrings are super, super tight and my hip flexors are tight. Um, so a lot of the things I have to do now is work stretches into my routine. So if you're doing your workouts, a lot of times you'll do three exercises and then there's a 30 second break. So during one 30 second break, I'll just hold a hip flexor stretch that whole 30 seconds. And then the next time I come to a 30 second break, I do my other hip flexor because, you know, working from home, the kids, I have to fit everything in. (laughs) And I know that this stretching is important, but I'm not going to take 10 minutes out of my day to stretch. So, you know, I have to work it in. (laughs) That's a great idea because you're resting anyway. So why not? (laughs) So sometimes, you know, it'll be while I'm at my computer, I'll just move my chair away and sort of do a hip flexor stretch right there um, throughout the day. Um, I take, you know, my jump rope um, and stretch out my hamstrings, but you can definitely feel that, that that's the tightness is kind of pulling that out of whack. Um, So it's definitely important to stretch. And, you know, that's something that I think a lot of people don't spend a lot of time on because you think you're not getting a benefit out of it. I know that that's why I didn't do it. (laughs) But when you're in PT for four to six weeks, three times a week, and then you can't work out during that time, all of a sudden that 10 minutes of stretching doesn't seem so bad. That isn't so bad. So I do. I just build that into the workouts that I do now. Um, And if if you are having that pain, the one thing my PT told me is to – do things that are symmetrical. So instead of doing like alternating lunges, do a squat. Okay. Or alternating bicep curls, do them at the same time because then that you know keeps your body in at midline and not going side to side. That really makes so. sense. That really does. And you know, I, I have to say too, um, something that I learned from a chiropractor was that runners, um, there are certain sports that are considered high flexibility sports. So you would think like dancers swimmers, runners are one too. And so that's where your ligaments, um, 
do get stretched out. They're just stretchier. They're just bendier. So, um, you know, it's something to pay attention to as well. So as you said, some of this popped up whenever you were training for a half marathon too. Um, so yeah, I think with runners, your hamstrings, it always seems that whenever I go work out somewhere, people are like, Oh, your hamstrings are so tight. Are you a runner? So, um, while I don't identify as a runner, I run a lot when I do hit workouts. Um, so I guess I'm sort of a runner, but my hamstrings are very tight. Um, and another thing he said too was to work on just as much core exercise as possible because tightening all those little muscles will help it not move around. So, um, I have a TRX at home, um, and Pilates really, whereas yoga was my nemesis before. (laughs) Now I would say Pilates is the thing that I'm like, oh gosh, I do not like Pilates. But I think that's the thing I need to do because it hits those muscles. And I mean, that's a very, Pilates is hard for me, but maybe I could learn to love it. (laughs) Yeah, and you're absolutely right. It's one of those things where if you don't like doing it, then it's probably the thing you should be doing um, to a point. Right. Um, I just said today too. Right, because also, you know, if you don't like it, you might not stick with it. But (laughs) I think you've got to give all of these classes like three to five times to really see if you like it or not. Yeah, yeah, because it's always that fine line between – liking it and just having to do it. And like today I posted something that said, if you don't like running, then you don't have to run. There are plenty of other ways to get fit and chances mm-hmm. are you'll stick with it if you like it. And so I would have to say that too about um, some of these exercises you're saying. Um, but to also, I am so guilty of, I don't, I don't want to slow down is what it comes down to. I'm kind mm-hmm. of bored. Um, whenever I'm doing something slower, like Pilates or, I mean, Pure Bar, Pure Bar is great, um, or Bar, I went to Pure Bar, it's, that is a great exercise too for strengthening those little, um, the supporting muscles, um, so yeah, that's, thank you for sharing that, because I know that it's been, it's been a pain in your butt, literally, (laughs) for a little while (laughs) Yes, it has not been fun, I'm really hoping this last bout was, like, the last time it'll happen, because I'm really, being diligent about keeping up my exercises, like even if I'm just watching TV, you know, I'll try to like do some of my ab hollows or <laughs> work yes. them in. So, um, but yeah, I mean, and it is true. I mean, you definitely have to find an exercise program that you like doing or you're, you're not going to do it. So, you know, other people who do Pilates, like they're amazing. <laughs> so, yes. I mean, there's an exercise out there for everybody, I think. Yeah, I think you're totally right on that. So one more thing that I want to cover um, towards the end of this interview, um, I'm, I'm kind of taking some steps back here, but I want to talk about, um, you had some other friends, and you don't have to name who they are, but um, I would love if you would just kind of tell little bits about their stories as far as when they joined the program with you, because you brought several friends, and there's one in particular where she shared with us what her previous schedule looked like, and it was about six days a week of um, classes, and then um, she also shared her nutrition, which was all of the quote-unquote health foods, and then how she was all in and changed um, and saw a dramatic um, difference too. So can you share just a little bit about um, about how your friends around you watched you change, how you can impact your friends, that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, so when I started this, you know, I had 
those, I, I will call them my gym friends. <laughs> so, yes, my gym friends. friends. <laughs> um, and they were still going to the gym. I had stopped going to the gym um, and had been working out at home or just doing drop-in classes here or there. Um, and I didn't have much at home. So I think that's important for people who are thinking about doing this. When I started, I just had a pair of 10-pound dumbbells and a ball and a jump rope, I think. That's awesome. Um, we might have had the treadmill because John – you know, was into that. Um, but you can always find cheap weights and everything on Craigslist. So yeah. I have been able to stock my room up a little bit more. But my gym friends are still going to the gym and, um, you know, read my story, my transformation story and saw my pictures and they were like, we're, we're going to do this. So we met one day and I it was the same thing that had happened with me and Iris. <laughs> the yellow was overwhelming and how do we do this and what food is this? And, um, but they were able to work out at the gym with your program. So they would all go together. There were three of them who did it. Um, and, you know, one was definitely cardio all the time, you know, like me. Yep. <laughs> um, and a, there was a definite shift um, during the program. She, you know, I think she liked it because I, she was still working out with her friends. Yeah. So a lot of people said, how can you do that just by yourself? But for me, having control over my schedule won out over being around a bunch of people. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the three of them would work out together, and they all had good results. Um, they all felt stronger, um, more energy, and um, definitely um, eating changes, which I think, you know, they're still doing now. Because um, I think when you really do something for 12 weeks like this, then you really learn how, what makes you feel good. So I think that is what happened with them too. They thought they, you know, they noticed a change and stuck with it. Um, and I know that they while, you know, they'll still do the cardio classes and everything, they also do have changed some of their workouts. Um, the one friend that you're talking about, you know, now she'll go to like a body flow workout, which is kind of like a Pilates, yoga, Tai Chi mixed yeah. together. Um, and, you know, um, my other friend does uh, more body weight stuff with like Pilates reformer and that sort of thing. Oh, that's um, great. So I think that it's easy to carry these changes through. Yeah. yeah. And you know, they've all kept their weight off. So That's awesome. I love hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, yeah, I just think, and one of the big changes for me is, which is this off topic, but when I started this program, you know, I think I was caught up in this cycle of negativity, mm -hmm. uh, like about myself and then like it would, Trans, I would just like feel so bad about myself that I would feel bad. I would just feel negative about everything. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, the Facebook group was helpful because everyone was very positive. And even if they were, you were having a bad day, you know, someone was encouraging you instead of feeding into it. So, and that was nice when my friends started doing it too, because I was just continuing with SK Fit Girls while they were doing the challenge. And so when they were having bad days, they could come to me and I could come to them. So it was helpful to have them in it. Um, I know I had another friend who joined later and she um, had some injuries and she just pulled out her challenge stuff again because she got released from PT. Oh, um, it wasn't an injury due to your program. <laughs> it was an injury, like a long-standing neck injury. Yeah. Um, and just 
so now she's texting me when she does the workout. So I think it's definitely a lifestyle change. I mean, you hear that, oh, you have to make a lifestyle change, you know, but it is. And you, you have to be ready. I think I was just at like my, you know, at the bottom. I was like, I'm done. I'm sick of feeling bad about myself. I'm sick of like being negative and, and then just kind of made that one step. And like I said, once you're in like two days, it's, it's, it gets easier. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I'm so glad you said that too. Cause I, I feel like a lot of people, you know, I can say it, but a lot of people, um, they're, it, you know, and I mean, yes, I created it. So of course I understand it inside and out. Um, so it's really great to hear from, from you who, have, you know, you did it and you didn't even come into it going, oh, I've got this. Like you had your hesitations, you had your questions, you had your fears, you thought you wasted your money. <laughs> Which I think is <laughs> yes, I was awesome. just I wasted like I wasted this money and we could have used it. But the nice thing about John making his physical changes is like a pretty much a rule in our family is like you know if it is something that is going to make you healthier, like then we will sacrifice somewhere else yes. to make it happen. Yes. So um, that is nice that you know if I need new sneakers, like I can get new sneakers. If I want to, you know, uh, if it's uh, I have to trade in something else to get that, you know. <laughs> that's yes. what I do. That's so what you do. Tr- just trying to eat healthy and um, being around people who are eating the same as me. Um, but, you know, I don't always eat great. And <laughs> my friends don't always eat great. And sometimes they eat better than me. I just think whatever your choice is, don't feel bad about it, you know, while you're doing it. Yeah. You yeah, know, then you and don't it, make right? excuses. <laughs> It's like buying stuff on, it's because then you wasted it. It's like buying stuff on credit cards where it seems fun for like two seconds, but then you regret it because you have to keep paying interest where like you eat something and you're like, man, if I'm going to have this food guilt over it, it's like paying interest on it. Like I should have just not even bought it in the for eating it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's an awesome way to think about it. You know, just like, like I said, with the cheat meals and the wine and the cheese, like make sure you love it and then you don't have to feel bad about it and it's totally worth it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking your time to share all of this valuable information with us, um, reminding me, even me, of certain things. Um, Listeners, I really hope that you took a lot away from this. There was just so much useful information that you can use every single day. And that's what I want to do with this show is to provide actionable information that will help you every day so that you can kind of automate some of this stuff. Um, Because, you know, life is too short to really be hyper-focused on the health and fitness stuff. So if we can kind of instill some of that, um, that's the goal. So Megan, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Good talking to you. Yeah, it was great talking to you too. And so listeners, you can find all of Megan's information. I'll put her before and after pictures and things like that into the show notes. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. This has been a Clicks Radio production. For further details, visit our website, clicksradio.com.